Everyone, Dave and Jeff, it's a Sunday night. It's December 29th. You and I just got done watching the rest of uh, the NFL football season right now as the 49ers held on to take care of Seattle. Great game, but it's so strange to me because earlier tonight I came down the 15. Yeah. Came down the 15 by Qualcomm Stadium. And I was explaining to my sons as I was bringing them home just the feeling I have more recently than probably any time in my life going by that place and thinking about all the different people that I saw play right there. Yeah. From Tom Brady to Dan Fouts to Steve Garvey, Tony Gwynn, Trevor Hoffman, and so many in between. Robbie Bosco for BYU, right? Yeah. Todd Santos for the Aztecs. Was on the field when my buddy Darren Brown coached Lacoste Canyon. Uh, concerts that I've seen there from the Stones, the Who, U2, everything. And David, it was weird this morning because Bryce Miller had a column about the Clippers. Yeah. And talking about the Clippers here. You see Philip Rivers today crying at the end of that game, wondering if it's the end for him. And I'm just wondering what the feeling that I had tonight driving by Qualcomm, which is a little off for me because I'm not a Marvel guy, but have you seen the Avengers movies, the last couple of Avengers no, I movies? Okay. So not the most recent one when Iron Man dies. What? Robert Downey. What? what? The fuck did you just say? But the one before that, they had this scene at the end and it freaked everybody out. Because all of, whether it was Spider-Man or Iron Man or all of them, they they basically turned to sand and, and drifted away. And it was like this crazy cliffhanger. And that is exactly how I feel about San Diego sports. It's that scene at the end. And every guy from our generation, from the Clippers, right, have turned to sand to anything that took place at Qualcomm. Now, yeah. you can say what you want about memories at Petco Park, but thinking at that place and eventually the arena, which is much more limited, they're all turning to sand. Yeah. They're all going away. Because for kids uh, that are my age, uh, that are 12, they don't know. So they don't care. They're, they NFL has been gone for three seasons. Yeah. They went to one game at StubHub, but they are now growing up in a city without the NFL, and they find other things to do with their time. They play Madden, and they play as Lamar Jackson yeah. because that's who they like. They play the NBA. We don't have an NBA team, so they play as Luka or the Clippers yeah. or the Warriors. Uh, same thing with hockey. They play as Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews because we don't have an NHL team. And when I mention it as a parent, they're just kind of like, all right, well, yeah, gas was a nickel yeah. a thousand years ago, but it's not anymore. So who gives a shit? It's really weird. But I just feel like Dave, that, that anything that we had to hang on to as a sports fan is that scene at the end of the Avengers movie two movies ago when they're all just all those memories from Jerry Coleman to Dick Williams yeah. to Eric Coriel to Dan Fouts, they're all just kind of turning to sand and floating away 
because the kids of today don't know any of those guys and don't care. How many people do you know under the age of 40 that really know Eric Coriolis? Yeah, they, really. they, they, they really don't. And yep. it's interesting you bring this up because obviously with the Holiday Bowl here, some things came out. And one thing San Diego sports fans don't like is when people from L.A. are the ones that start to criticize them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when you when you sit there and you go through um, a Rash Markazi who took a shot at at basically what SDCCU Stadium and said it was a dump, people got pissed off. He even it affected well, him actually. He said people here hate me. Like he he got upset that people got upset with him. And I was like, dude, you got to have thicker skin. You know if it's a dump. We all know it's a dump. Well, his column though was that he loved that place. He had so many memories there as a kid. And to go in there now and see it worn down, yeah. rusted out, bums him out. And his point being in the column is that the NFL should have done more. The city should have done more. The Chargers should have done more. The NFL belongs here. And whether the NFL did enough is, I mean, I, I don't think people in Atlanta or Miami or Green Bay give a shit. Even people in St. Louis don't give a shit about what yeah. happened to San Diego. They care about what happened in St. Louis. Yeah, but anybody who's upset with Arash Markazi, you're out of your mind. That column was a guy saying what a lot of us have said. It was that, God, I had great memories here. And sorry, I went to three San Diego State games this year. It fucking sucks there. Yeah. And that's what I said to the girl from the Aztecs. This sucks. The game experience sucks. It's why they haven't had. I mean, I don't know what the crowd was the other night. I didn't see the final attendance. But it's been a while since they broke 50,000. They've been in the 40s. And when I saw watching that game on TV the other night, looked to me like the upper deck was a little open for two big games. And now next year you lose the Big Ten for an ACC team. I don't know what that's going to do. But, yeah, why would anybody be upset with Arash Markazi? The, the scoreboard still sucks. The place is run down. The concessions are limited. Yeah, And it's not... Fuck, it's not even close to the experience you get at Petco Park. No, not even close. You're absolutely right. Here's a couple things he said. As he said, it turns to dust. I used to drive by it for a couple years, and Mm -hmm. I would say, man, there are a lot of great memories that happened in there. Mm -hmm. Now I look at it, and I say, I wonder if I will be upset when they knock it down. Oh, I will be. And I I, I don't think I will. And the reason I say that is it's just an embarrassment of what – it should have been what it could have been. You could have saved it. You could have thrown a little bit of money into it to kind of keep it going, and maybe that wasn't the answer. I mean, we all know if you sat in the lower bowl, basically, it looks great that you're sitting close, but once you get in there, you realize the sight lines are absolutely terrible. It's not a it's not a great stadium. It was a great all-purpose stadium at one yeah. time, but guess what? The stadium experience has evolved greatly, and San Diego failed to keep up with it. Um, the Chargers leaving stinks because you and I, as we did these shows for years, you would say to me all the time, this is a Charger town. Padres oh, yeah. are great. You're a bigger Charger fan than you are a Padre fan, but Chargers come first. And this was a, a great Charger town, and it was a decent NFL city. What the NFL sees right now in Los Angeles is the NFL was gone too long yep. for them to come back. You raised a whole generation, if not two generations, of people that aren't NFL fans. And as your kids, who should be in the prime age of loving the sport and loving sports, period, they don't have an interest in the NFL and in being in San Diego. So I see a lot of people who are brokenhearted, but you know what's going to happen? Those people are going to die off. And there's yep. a, the NFL's not going to be here, and it's not coming back because 
I honestly blame the city officials most because they think they knew what was best for us and they wanted to lean towards soccer and for everyone else. The NFL literally tonight kept us from starting our show as we're like, look how great this is watching Russell Wilson trying to win this game. Uh, where the city dropped the ball, the call of action should have immediately come into place by both the city and by the team. And neither one did anything on the day when Paul Tagliabue said that the state of the league uh, in whatever year that was, 2002, I believe, or 2003. When the Super Bowl was here? It was yeah, the 2003 said, Super Bowl, the yeah, 2002 2003, season. Yeah, And said, we're never coming back here. Yep. And that should have been immediately when the city and the Chargers started negotiation to figure out a new stadium. But instead, nobody did shit. I think they thought they were bluffing. They're yeah. just bluffing to give Dean what he wants. Yeah. Where are they fucking going? Right. Well, I mean, that, that team... They're a wreck. I they mean, are that, a wreck. They, they're just a wreck. And you watch that thing today, and I'm reading everybody on social media. Look, Dave and I had the opportunity to sit with him, too. He's a fantastic guy. But so is Johnny fucking Unitas. <laughs> and Terry Bradshaw. Right? And you look at Terry Bradshaw right now. I watched a documentary about him. Yeah. He's put tearing open ketchup packets, putting it back into the ketchup. Did you see that yeah, stupid commercial? <laughs> Fuck. And people can't figure out why Bradshaw is not on the NFL 100 all-time quarterback <laughs> list. Um, yeah, Rivers was great, but Rivers never won a Super Bowl. No, he didn't. Never went to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, fuck, Dan Marino went. Fran Tarkenton went. Jim Kelly went, right? Fox yes. didn't go either. But, like, you watch that today, you go, yeah, man, it happens to everybody. The the end of the road. Eli ran off the field. He ran off. Peyton moved on. Yes. Tom Brady may move on. I mean, it happens. It's a young man's game. He's not a young man anymore. But it's just, uh, for a lot of us that had really, really good memories in that place, that's a drag. It's just a fucking drag that that thing's going to come down. And be replaced by apartment buildings and a fucking witch witch. Who knows what else is going in there? <laughs> That's it. It's 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 funny. My first experience with that stadium that that I can remember as a sports fan was on television. Yeah. And what I mean was Me too, as a kid. And and do what do you what do you remember? The Charlie night? Jones or Dick Enberg okay. Merlin Olson, second game, the game of the week, because I would watch Viking games as a kid. And they were always live uh, in San Diego yeah. for the afternoon game on NBC. And it was always either Charlie Jones and somebody or Enberg and I think Merlin Olson and uh, Chargers in those piss yellow pants and yeah. their faded white jerseys uh, playing whoever. But that was usually, I mean, I hate to be the guy to tell you this. But I would see that game, and then I'd be like, all right, well, it's time to go out and goof around with my yeah. buddies. See, for me, in 1984, playoffs, Cubs, Padres. Mm -hmm. And that was the year as a kid when I was living in Tennessee, we got cable. I'm watching all these fucking Cub games, and I'm watching the Braves, and just wanted to see baseball, and those are the only two teams I could see on a regular basis. And you'd, you would see them when they'd play the, the Padres. And mm -hmm. so, but the playoffs were different because at the time I was a big Padre fan. In 84, Padres were my team. Garvey was on that team. Yep. And they would show the aerial shot. Oh, yeah. And I never had seen a stadium before that had those ramps with yeah, the circles. Cool. 
and I couldn't figure out what the fuck is that. You know what I mean? It yeah. looked like a spaceship. It looked better than any other stadium going because it was different. And I'll go, man, that's really cool. And when I finally came here for the first time, and my first Padre game I ever saw in person, this was 1989, mm. and Joe Carter was on the Padres. Yeah. And I remember sitting there going, man, it feels different than Dodger Stadium. It feels different than Angel Stadium. And you go, okay, what's the deal? And it felt like people wore – It's not. A, this isn't a shot. It just felt like they were more relaxed. They weren't as diehard into every single pitch. They weren't into uh, diehard as far as you know, guys striking out and yelling. You know, nobody boos. Nobody yelled bum or anything like that. Yeah. It was like, hey, this is our team. Take it or leave it. This is what we're settling for. And it wasn't good or bad. It was just it was just baseball. But and, those were good years. Well, that back there from that eighty four till a uh, little bit of a drop off in the early nineties. But 84, 83 to 90 was a pretty good run here. What do you think? 80, because this is what I remember. I moved back to California in the mm-hmm. fall of 86. Mm-hmm. And I remember I bought tickets to see the Dodgers and Padres because I wanted to see Garvey. Yeah. Garvey was at, at the, the end, end of it. At the end. And it didn't seem like there was really much around him. I mean, it was an older team, not really. Outside of Tony Gwynn, there weren't a lot of guys that you go, man, I got to buy a ticket to see that guy. It was it was a transition time because uh, Roberto Alomar wasn't quite here. Yeah. The focus was going to be on Bayerga, Guillen, Sandy. Benito was still here. Benito was a big deal. Yeah, Benito was a big deal. But you knew the future was coming. So at that point, you were kind of doing a little bit of stopgap. Guys like Flannery and Reddy and Royster. Um, Kruk was kind of coming right yeah pitching was a little day different at that time but then you went and got jack clark was pretty cool yeah jack clark from the yankees um but you were also in a transition managerial wise after dick williams with boa and boros but they were in it man they were in it because that was still joan Croc. yeah right i think she was still there until the fucking fire sale with Warner, which was 94. And so for me, as I said, Joe Carter was a big time player. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew him from the Indians. He comes here. And obviously I didn't know anything about the Padres minor league system at the time. Right. But I'm going, man, that's Joe Carter. And then all of a sudden Joe Carter's gone after one year and Fred McGriff, who everybody knew about was in and right. Sheffield. And and, and then Sheffield came shortly after. And you had, you had the four tops, you know, yeah. And that was an exciting time. I remember going to games and, and being excited about it. And I was kind of surprised. Maybe I didn't understand how big that stadium actually was. That yeah. How is this not sold out? How are there not more people here? But they had the new uniforms at the time, they went the navy blue and the orange. And yeah. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. And then when I started covering it as a media member, I enjoyed it even that much more and was all in with Tony Gwynn. And then Trevor Hoffman was down the line. And mm-hmm. they become likable guys that you and I were around every day where it wasn't just a fan. We felt like we were actually friends with the guys who played the game and managed the game. Yeah, it was. Uh, but anyways, um, like going back, the old school Charger games were fun and the old school Padre games were fun. Like it was fun. So when that place comes down, man, it it's going to be a drag. Do but, you look at it as a, a joke around a factory of disappointment, meaning that they weren't able to capture a championship? Hmm. I mean, I look at 
you'd have to ask. I mean, I, I like. You've been here the, a long time. I mean, do you look yeah, at it as they never shit. closed? I'm, I'm not a I'm not a Charger fan, so I can't sit here and tell you. I mean, I thought Nick's column today about that 79 game is really interesting because that's the game, no matter if I talk to Hank, I talk to Laz, I talk to Nick, or I talk to anybody else about the Chargers, about games that were disappointments, Cincinnati or whatever. Yeah. They didn't care about Cincinnati. They always went back to that game that Nick talked about today in his column, the Houston game with no Earl Campbell and no Dan Pastorini. Look, I would go to those games because I like the NFL, but my day wasn't ruined like my buddy's day was yeah. ruined if the Chargers lost. I never really openly cheered against them. I just They were just kind of neutral to me, except for if they were playing the Raiders. So I can't really give you an idea uh, as far as factory of disappointment. I mean, once I became a media member, and we started doing this, I just went out there looking for storylines. And they were unbelievable how good they were at finding ways to fuck things you up. You aren't kidding. That would allow us to do a Charger postgame show and a week's worth of Charger talk about Marty Schottenheimer coming on the field and getting an unsportsmanlike conduct or Nate Kading or anything else that team could find a way to fuck up Marlon, uh, uh, Marlon McCree. Yeah. Marlon McCree. Fuck. <clears throat> but then they had other things like LT and Sproles and Gates that were great and yep. Rivers and Weddle and all those guys to talk about that were really, really fun to, to look at and go. And even though I, I didn't really care about the team, I liked the guys a lot and I was excited for them. So that was fun too. I mean, I, we talked about it about a month ago. One of the coolest things I ever got to do was hosting viewing parties at Viejas. And I'm sorry, man. If you did not lose your mind when Darren Sproles ran that ball in, and you're just a fucking moron. That was unbelievable. And I was so excited. They weren't my team, right? I covered them. They were on our radio station. But all of those people that I got to know at Viejas that yeah. were so invested and were so nice to me, man, it was their team. And I couldn't be more excited for all of them. Plus, we dealt with all the players. It was fucking great. So I just, uh, I don't know. I don't focus on the negative. I focus on all the memories that I have within those four walls and just think, shit, man, it's going to be pretty crazy when that thing's gone. This is an interesting transition for San Diego football fans because mm -hmm. more than likely Philip Rivers played his last game as a as a as a charger almost a San Diego charger as a charger and I think a lot of people saying you know what I might not be rooting for them but I'm paying attention because Philip Rivers is still on that team so when I sit there and I look at what the Chargers are doing and and I see Philip Rivers is gone and Keenan Allen was whatever I mean the guy on draft day wore a Raider hat Joey Bosa was barely here not a big deal their connection to San Diego football is basically gone now with Philip Rivers basically leaving this franchise. I, I almost feel like that's uh, the the final nail in the coffin. If for for me, maybe other people are saying, "Dude, that's a goodbye." Charger fan three years ago. No, no, but here's the deal: I live here. Okay, my kid's a huge Charger fan. I watch every Charger game. I'm at. I've been to every fucking Charger game, even in L.A. I think I've missed yeah. two Charger games in the last 26 years. I mean, that's, I got, it, but you're for, not a fan. But it doesn't. My point is, though, I'm not a fan of the L.A. team either, and I like L.A. sports. 
No, but I'm but, saying you don't. You don't. Well, here, let me finish my point. Let me hear it. As you just walked away thirty feet and you come I'm, back, I'm listening and then to you're it. sitting here trashing me. Let me finish what the fuck I'm well, saying. Well, because hey, you I'll act turn like off. You're the, so, I'll turn off the mic. You act like you're so dramatically impacted. You couldn't give I'm less not. of a shit. I'm trying to just understand what people are saying. Okay, here's what I'm telling you from my point of view. I've been to more Charger games than anybody I know over the last 26 years. More, more than, than Ed Hockley? More than fucking Ed Hockley. More than Nick Canepa. More than any of those guys. Okay? And if I read one more goddamn column, because I just opened up the UT as you're talking because I didn't look at it today. Fuck, dude. Can you talk about something that didn't happen 35 fucking years ago? No. Jesus, dude. That's that all his fuck, memory works. Everybody. Fucking Bryce doing a story from 35 fucking years ago? Please, Bryce. You're in Iowa fishing. Save it. You save it. You're too good to fall into this fucking rat hole. What else should he write about? That's what he's wondering. That's what he's yeah. fucking wondering. What am I going to write about? Okay, so look, what I'm telling you is this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with the football and with sports in San Diego, all you have is the Padres. I'm not a Charger fan, and I and Jeff is 100% right. Never was a Charger fan. I used yeah. to like him as a kid because I liked offense, but that wasn't my team. I just liked to watch him because I didn't understand the game. I wanted to see a shitload of points, and guess what? They scored a shitload of points. I liked to see the way they passed the ball around to so many different receivers. I thought it was exciting. Once you and I got close, because people think, oh, man, you're a Spanish apologist. You are. There, 100% I am not. Mm-hmm. There's shit that Jeff and I actually know behind the scenes that I would never root for this fucking team. If yeah. you, now, I used to say to Jeff all the time, if they sold the team and I lived here and they were still the Chargers, maybe I'd give the Chargers a shot with a different owner. But because I know what the owner's about, I'm not a fan of that fucking team. I'm not a fan of the family. There's nothing about them from the stories we've heard from people that have worked really close in that office for a number of years that I respect, respect as a human being. And there's stories that I'm not going to say here because, fuck, it's, it's, it's one of those things where he has a lot more money than I have. We'll probably get sued for what we say. But you and I both know there's shit that's unspeakable and a reason why a guy like Michael Vick never wore a Charger uniform. Here's uh, here's the bottom line that Dave won't tell you. Oh, you're going to say it? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, you know, right now. Do you know a lawyer? I'm going to tell you the bottom It's coming. I'm going to tell you the bottom line right now oh, shit. that Dave won't say. I don't know that we've ever said on the podcast. We, 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 I don't but we're going we to tell, tell you the exact honest truth right now. Literally cringing right now if you're going to say what I think you're going to say. No. Okay. Um, whatever the date was, June, I don't know, what was that? June of 2016, Dave and I were cut loose from extra. That was August. Was it? Yeah. August of 2016. And so shortly after that, the Chargers left. And if we're being perfectly honest with you, good. (laughs) Because they were the flagship on that station. And if they're still here and extras still going and everything, they're still the Chargers station, then we're like, oh, really? We were the problem. Steve Hartman gets 111 fucking listeners to the show, but we were the problem. We did what any one of you would have done. When you're determined that, oh, you're the problem, when nobody's listening to Mike, nobody's listening to Judd, nobody's fucking listening to Ernie, and nobody's listening to the afternoon show, you go... Yeah, fuck you guys. And what's your bread and butter? Well, it's Westwood One. That went to 97.3, and it's Charger Football. Sorry. They're not my team, but they were the lifeline for that radio station. And when they left, it fucked that radio station because the program director didn't know what to do, had no idea that the heart of this city had been torn out, 
and continued to cover him with Nick Hardwick pounding his rah-rah drum and Hartman and Judd and Mike and the rest of them still treating all of you like that team's here. And I personally sat back and laughed my ass off because it told me nobody in that building understood the vibe of this city except probably me. Because if I'm still there, I'm like, you are fucking cutting our throat. These guys fucked our best friend or whoever. They fucked our best friend on our couch. And you're like, go buy her a diamond ring. Take her to the movie. Instead of saying, get the fuck out of here and have fun and associate with a different team or do whatever. But instead, you got Nick so excited every day. Watching that fucking show, nothing against Nick. Watching that show crash and burn, I fucking laughed my ass off. <laughs> That's not the direction I thought you were going. I laughed my ass off. And the fact that those guys are still instructed to talk Charger football and have to tweet about Charger football in a city where the majority of this population hates it and it means a spiraling downfall for that radio station, personally, I love it. Because it's a fuck you after they said fuck you to us. So that's it. I'm sorry for all of you. I really am. But for me, my personal deal was that team was the lifeline for that shithole radio station and that fuckhead program director. And when they left, they were fucked and I'm fine with it. Sorry to be that guy, but that's the honest truth. Now what? Did I tell the truth? Well, yeah, that's part of the story you did, but that's not the direction I thought you were going. I thought, I, I thought you, I'm not going to tell you where I thought you were going. I'll tell you off there, but I was like, shit. No, there's no, there's no purpose for me to get into anything that happened because it didn't impact me. Stories that happened that I know were between other individuals that had uh, a connection to that team. Yeah. That's not my shit. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just telling you that when that team left, because right now if they're still here and everybody's tuning in the whole thing, you know, fuck that. You want you want uh, the team to cut you to go right in the shithole, and that's exactly what happened. There's there's um <laughs> there's a guy who asked me yesterday. He was who was upset because we've said on this podcast we weren't Charger fans even when we were doing the show. Nope. How can you guys have possibly worked doing pre and post game shows and morning shows if you weren't Charger fans? And yeah. and I said. Nobody in that fucking building was a Charger no, fan. No, nobody was. And I got news for you. They didn't ask us when they hired us, are you guys Charger fans? Can you guys do a fucking Wilson show? Wilson knew. Yeah, 100%. Brian Wilson knew that we weren't Charger But he also yeah. knew there were four 49er fans in there and four Raider fans. Yeah. And no one in there was a fucking Charger fan. Ella was what? a Dolphin fan. Yeah. Saw... Judd was a 49er fan. No, but I'm saying when we first started. I don't know... Um... Ello was a Dolphin fan. You, me, and Costa were mornings. Yeah. That's Raiders times three. Rosie was on 49ers. at 10 to noon. He was 49ers. Ello was on at noon, Dolphins. And Saw was the afternoon guy. He definitely wasn't a Charger fan. No, fuck no. And we didn't have anybody at night, right? We didn't have a no. night show. Did I have that time right? Basically, you got it pretty right? close. Yeah. I think Rosie came on at nine. Um, yeah. So all, all of that, however that worked. Um, no, we had to do four hours. 
Fuck. Were we doing six to ten? Yeah, we had to do four hours. Rosie half-assing it. Rosie! Um, but then Elston, Elston was around. He was a char- he no. was a L.A. guy. So Rams fan, probably. I don't know. But yeah, did the whole thing. And then as you brought in new people, Sherrod wasn't a Charger fan. No, he was a Giants fan. Uh, right. Judd wasn't. Nope. And then, no, I, I, I can't tell you. Yeah. Any of the other guys I'm trying to think of. None of those guys were Ben Higgins fans. until Ben got there. Yeah, the, the deal is that didn't matter. Do you understand? We we, yeah. did, we did a show. They did a show. They paid us to do a show. We talked Charger football. That's what we did. And none of you fucking knew. And, and That's because you're good at what you do. It's all entertain. It's all bullshit. I just thought it was so interesting that the comment was, how could you have possibly worked there? Like, hey, like hey. it didn't make sense. And I was like, dude, they never asked. We've, you and I have talked to Dean 20 times. He never said, are you guys Charger fans? Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit. It didn't right. matter. I don't think they ever, I don't think for a second they thought we weren't. I think they they were so out of it, they just thought, well, everybody's a Charger fan. Do you think Dan Orsilla, uh, Don Orsillo was raised a Padre fan? He wasn't raised a Padre fan. He became a Padre fan. Right. Now, that's different. But he works for the team. He's paid by the organization. We weren't paid by the Chargers. No. True. Um, I would think, see, I think 97-3 with Braden and Ello's a Rockies fan. Yeah, yes, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least... For as long as I knew him, he was a Rockies fan. Um, and he played with Bud at yeah. State. I don't know. He might, He might. you know, when you're watching it, Junior's a Pods fan. Yeah. Braden's a Pods fan. Coach, um, Higgins, I think Woods is. If Woods yeah. got fired tomorrow, would he be a Padre fan? Um, Hell no, he's a Yankee fan. Well, yeah, no, I, that's his main team, but he's such a baseball guy locally, and I think growing up with Bo, he's going to take Bo to games. No, I'll give Steve that. Yeah, Yankees, but Steve doesn't run from the fact he's a Yankee fan. Um, who else do we have? Am I missing somebody? No, that's about it. Yeah, so that's it. But yeah, I mean, those guys all on the flagship, you're okay there. It doesn't matter. The point is, it doesn't matter. They're talking about your favorite team and giving you information about your favorite yeah. team. They're yeah. doing a show. It's called a show. That's it. It's all it's all bullshit. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's all bullshit. You're you're told to nobody wants to hear you agree with anything. So any of those things that you see are debate. Yeah. Or hey, you know what? I'm sorry, I don't see it that way. It's all bullshit. It's all mean gene outtakes. Yes. That's it. Watch mean gene outtakes. Watch outtakes from the office, and that's every fucking commercial break of sports talk radio from the shows that do it right. Most guys who do sports radio aren't Dallas Cowboy fans, but guess what? It gets the biggest ratings. Yeah. Those those national shows, they talk Dallas Cowboys for a reason. Yeah. And you just, you find your, you find your go-to. So for me, doing those games, it was... Uh, either Rodney Harrison, even Clinton Hart, yeah, Weddle, different guys like that. That you go, man, I get along with this dude, and he's a frequent guest on the show, and he's a really good guy, and I like him as a guy. Merriman was great, right? You find yeah. four or five guys 
and you focus on it from that standpoint. And the disappointment in a loss is a disappointment for your buddy, Junior, right? All these different Riddle. guys. Yeah. And you look at it and you just keep them as the focal point of your show. And that's Beathard, Devaney, Mike Riley, incredibly easy during those years yeah. because of how great those dudes were. So, yeah, that's it. But, fuck, I wasn't lined up to buy a fucking Charger hat. Fuck some out of you. <laughs> Have you ever bought Charger gear with your own money or just always had it given to you? No, but I will say, and it's funny now, my buddy Scott Marshall, Rosie and I did these Tuesday night shows out at the team store. Yeah. And they were really, really fun. They were great. And um, Scott Marshall said to me, hey, man, we want you to come out. But when you come out, we want you in Charger gear. Yeah. And you go, all right. And he gave us each a $500 gift card to the team store. So I went and got a couple of T-shirts, which I still have. And I love them. You wear them around town and people are like, oh, wow. Just can't give it up, can you? I'm like, I got a free shirt doing radio there, fuckface. Don't worry about what I have. <laughs> and I got a, I got a sweatshirt. Navy sweatshirt with the old school AFL. Like it looks like right out of goddamn Brian's song. Old school chargers established whatever 1960. Fuck, I love that sweatshirt. Wear it all the time. But but why I like that shit, Rosie and I talked about it in Oakland. We had such a great time with the players that came out and the fans that came out, and Chargers were, um, they had signed a new deal with uh, somebody that handled concessions. And so they would bring out all these insane meals that they were doing. Yeah. And the fans would have free food. Chris Dealman would come out, and it was really, really great. So any of that stuff that I have... Um, I, I just flash back to a really good time when we loved it. Weddle would be out, all these different guys. We'd have a different player every week. And, um, yeah, it was just, that was really cool. So when I wear that stuff, it's not as a fuck you to anybody. It's because I was lucky enough to do that, and I missed those days. It was cool. So, yeah, just kind of more tribute to guys than anything else. All right, let me ask you this question. I think we brought this up on the show a couple weeks ago, but the, mm -hmm. the more I think about it, as the Chargers will move into that brand-new stadium that they'll share with the Rams next year, is it, a, is it possible for it to work if they got rid of the name and went with a whole different look, everything next year for the Chargers it, it, to dim to. diminish it? Yeah, I'd be interested to see what happens with Anthony Lynn, too. They say he's coming back. All right. That's good. Um, they don't win a game in the division, but he's coming back. God, right? Yep. How about that? Yeah. Wow. How often do you see that? Well, you not, go 0-6 in the division. Uh, not good, but I would think he's he starts the year on the hot seat next year. Um, I looked at Dave went up and brought a couple of game programs down. For my kids, and I was looking at the one today from one of the games, 
And it's just so rinky-dink. Everything yep. they do, it's so minor league. Uh, Dave, I don't think that would impact anything. I think you would because it's still Dean owning the yeah. team. And he just can't. Dean can't throw a party, man. You're right. He cannot throw a party. He's fucking Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters. You got to you gotta find a guy in L.A. that can really throw a party because that's what it needs to be. It wouldn't be Mark Davis. The Raider name would be pretty good. But you need a Jerry Jones type guy for LA to make it make it happen. And and it ain't Dean. No. So it's not. even if he became uh the LA Stallions, right? Nobody's gonna give a shit. <laughs> Nobody's gonna give a shit. Stallions are horse shit. Yeah, they 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 blew it. I mean yeah. they straight up blew it. They, if they're gonna try no. and make that move, you had to do it year one. They blew it. Long as he's owning the team, they're they're yeah. and I think be- honestly the majority of LA sports fans couldn't tell you who the owner of the Chargers is. They just don't even know. They just don't care. They yeah. just don't care what the Chargers are doing. I think the article that Bryce wrote today was great because when he came in and you read about Donald Sterling owning the NBA, and the NBA should look at that and go, well, shit, maybe we should find a way to circle back to San Diego and say, hey, if you can get a building built. He cut the training budget from 52000 to 125 bucks. He told the trainers to find a way to reuse athletic tape. Wow. He hired a model that had worked at the Playboy Club as VP of Basketball Operations and gave her Paul Silas's office. It's fucking crazy what you read in there about this team, how they would get the hotels and, and to go to check in and the hotel be like, nope, you haven't paid your bill. We're not letting you in. How buses. Ralph Lawler talks about being stranded everywhere. It's, it's amazing. And to the best of my knowledge, that never happened with the Chargers. So if I'm Dean, I'm like, well, shit, at least I'm not yeah. that guy. But as far who was as- the owner before? Do you know? Before Sterling? Do you, do you well, know? this is all on Sterling's watch. Okay. I mean, but when Sterling took, when he took over, who did he buy the team from? Yeah, they, they mentioned the guy. It was a, uh, a film producer. I can't think of the guy's name, but he bought it in like 82. When I got, might have even bought him in 81. What was the price? Just curious. Uh, what'd they say? Like 13 million? Okay. Yeah, you got him for nothing. But God dang, the Yankees in the seventies were sold for ten million. Yeah, yeah, got it for nothing, and just kept cutting costs, cutting costs. Nick tells the story about um, how they were going to tank to get Ralph Sampson and Ted Podolsky, who kept bragging about being sober for six months, <laughs> drank a liter of wine at the fucking luncheon where Sterling was talking about it. But. Um, no, I love that column today because it's all the shit where you go, yeah. I mean, Dean wasn't that, but he, God, he never, ever connected with this city. And his father didn't either. Never. No connection at all. I can't give you an educated enough opinion on Gene Klein because by the time Alex bought him, yeah, I, I was too young to tell you the politics of the NFL, but I felt like Gene Klein was the guy that owned land down here and he had resources and he just kind of looked like a guy you'd see at the end of the bar at Bullies. Yeah. Big dude coming out to the track. 
I mean, he, he seemed like a San Diegan that went for it, that looked like he took the losses harder than the fans did. But, um, man, there was just, they just couldn't get it figured out. It's funny, we're, you and I were just talking about the history of the Niners right before we turned the mic on, and mm-hmm. in the late 70s, Alex almost bought the 49ers. Yeah. Just, just thought the price tag was a little too high. And you think, well, if Alex owned the Niners, the Niners would have never won a Super Bowl. They just uh, they would have yeah. fu- they would have fucked it up. And this is what what they do. They don't ever seem to get it right. Nope. The history of the Niners would have never been what it is right now of one of the greatest franchises in NFL history. Eddie Eddie Bottom. Yep. Wow. Yeah, cuz no Carmen policy, right? No John McVay. Yep. Wow, which means no Bill Walsh. And probably no Joe Montana. Yeah. Who uh who would they have had? Who's the quarterback at uh University of Pacific at that time? <laughs> Craig Morton? I don't know, man. But it's just, yeah, you look at that team, and while we're taping this right now, we look up and there's Gordon and Rivers, and it just feels like, man, it just feels like a distant memory. Yeah. it, it, it Today's a weird day. Gordon, yep. I have no connection uh, to None. Gordon. Rivers, obviously, we have a big connection to, and it looks like it, it's over. It's time to go anyway, but... Right before you walked in, I'm I'm reading about Weddle saying that today might have been my last yeah. game and saying, you know what, I, I'm not going to be a backup. Wherever I go, I don't want to be a backup. I'm going to be a player or I'm going to be a starter or I'm just not going to play anymore. Yeah. And so we understand the NFL. It's it's one of those, those you know, obviously jobs where you don't keep it for a long time. Both those guys that we like have kept their jobs for a long time. Yeah. I'd like to see Weddle continue to play if he could do it. Um, but the, the Rams are out, Chargers are out, neither team's a postseason team. And, and yep. if you're in LA, you're looking at the Lakers, you're looking at the Clippers and you're looking at, uh, and basically spring training starts. Yeah. And for us here in San Diego, we're looking at when is spring training start? Well, that's what you look at as soon as Padres are done. Now, Aztec basketball, exciting. I think people are starting to get interested in that a little bit, but for the most part, it's all about spring training. And that's, that, that's where we're at right now. It's, um. It, it it is it, it is as you said it was, they turned to sand i don't know if we ever figured out here to make it more appetizing nope. um nobody that, needs it no nobody seems to need it unfortunately um it, what can i tell you let me ask you this uh this week and i haven't talked to you all week long you do mm-hmm. anything good um i'm trying to think no nothing exciting <laughs> i went to go see the movie bombshell oh i didn't see that i saw star wars yesterday Oh, was Star Wars any good? Really fun. Okay. And I'm not a Star Wars I know you guy. aren't. That's why I'm asking you. I, I liked it because I felt like it was a ton of action. So, okay. yeah, that was fun. Your Bombshell about... It. Oh, yeah, I had a blast. See, Bombshell's right up your alley. I'm yeah, surprised about Fox you News. About Fox News. I want to see that one. That I want to see the Richard fantastic. Jewell movie. I was gonna, it was between that for us. It was either Richard Jewell or Bombshell. I go, good. Oh, let's go. I liked it. That's the kind of okay. stuff I like. You would have liked it, too. Russell um, Crowe is Roger Ailes. No, no, no. It's uh, oh, I know John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow, who's outstanding. All of yeah. them are outstanding. Everyone is so good at their their jobs. The person who did story. the makeup for Planet of the Apes did the makeup for this movie. He said, "Oh this, shit. Mo- this movie was harder." I bet. Yeah, it's uh, it was something else. Margot Robbie's might be the hottest chick on the planet ever. Too. Holy cow! Uh, but no, the the movie I thought was good. It was the kind of stuff you and I are into. No, we did. Um, my son is starting to watch The Office now. Yeah. And so he watched all of Friends with his mom over a couple of months, but he's starting to watch The Office, which I like that show, but yeah. I haven't thought about it or seen it in 10 years. So to go back and watch Jim and Dwight 
Michael Scott. Fuck, they're so funny, man. That Netflix is pretty goddamn good. But no, we just hung out, enjoyed college football yesterday, and then just went and goofed around a lot. No, no, Mello, it's weird because I work tomorrow. And then how many people have this? Work Monday, off Tuesday, Wednesday, work Thursday, Friday, and then off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I would like that to be my permanent schedule. Work one day, off two, work two days, off three. Yeah. I need to find a job that allows me to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dave, other than that, it was cool. No, I think it was good. Just hung out. Uh, my son and I hung out a lot. And then my other son, Jack, who'd been sick, he came and hung out with us. So no, nah, man, it's good. Everybody's doing well. Good. All right, so I heard an interesting story. As I said, Let me hear I'm, I'm, it. for me, it was interesting. Again, I've been with the same person for almost 30 years. Okay? That's good. So a buddy of mine was telling me today that he hooked up with a girl who he's not he's not with anybody, by the way. He's, he's divorced. Okay. Hooked up with a girl who was with her boyfriend for five years. Okay. okay? She's still with the guy. Oh, shit. But they hooked up. Okay. Okay. So they're in a hotel room. Everything goes through. He's he's says he walks to the bathroom to go get her a towel, and while he's in the bathroom, he hears her crying. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! So he's like, "Fuck!" Just like you. Yeah. You know. Oh no! What do I do now? Not like yeah. I give a shit, but what do I right. do now? Out the window. So no. What he does. <laughs> what he does is, he goes and he takes the soap and he just r- starts rubbing it into his eyes. Ow! Make, then he comes out crying too. And she goes, what are you crying for? He goes, I don't know what happened to me. I know you're with that guy. The devil must have got into me. I just feel terrible. I don't know what kind of human being I am. Now, he's acting like he's crying. Now, she feels bad for him. He goes, I got to get the fuck out of here. And she says, where are you going? He goes, I'm just so disgusted by myself. I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he fucking runs out the door, and that was it. That That's was it. The, that Went was to a, Tommy's. That was he didn't care, but that was his move was, oh, no. And he goes, well, if I start crying, maybe she'll stop crying. I think he cried real. And I so, think he made up the part about the soap. <laughs> I think he really cried. So, Fuck. so I'm like, holy shit. What, and that's, oh, shit. If you're in the in the bathroom and you hear her crying. Oh, that's bad. That's bad, right? Yeah. Can't have that shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So he's like, oh, fuck. I just wanted to get out and go to sleep. Yeah, that's a reflection on him. Yeah. Because she's basically said, I use my one hall pass. Yeah. And I can't believe I just wasted it on him. And she started to cry. (laughs) But he should have just been like, well, hey, you know, that's how how they pay for the lights in Vegas. You win one or two and you lose the rest. So out you go. Beat it. I paid for this room. Let's go. (laughs) And I'll inventory the mini bar. If you took those fucking Skittles, you owe me five ninety five. <laughs> Get out of here, flat ass. You can't say flat ass. Get. Come on. Oh, take oh your, my gosh. Take your crocodile tears and get the hell out of here. Damn, that's unbelievable. That hey, was, is, that was I have move. one question. Yeah. Does anybody know anybody who drives a Tesla that is not a douche? Oh, that's funny you say that. The only one I know who drives a Tesla is my sister. Your sisters, well, until last week. Until last week when she freaked out. Fuck, dude. What is with the people that drive Teslas? What? What's going on? They just drive slow. They drive. They just. God damn. (laughs) 
I'm like, oh, you're a douche. Like, I don't know, man. I've been to that. They used to say that about Prius people. Oh, they're complete douches. 100%. Because they just can't come to grips with the fact that they can drive 80 miles before they have to charge their car. I drive 80 miles in 45 minutes. Like, that's it. Um, But no, like I went, where is it? UTC? Yeah. I think they have that Tesla dealership. Yeah. Right there in the mall. Those guys were nice as shit. They were great. Really cool and and not douchey at all. But like, like they really made it fun um, to point out all the cool things the car could do. Yeah. Like they were really excited. Were you about tempted? It. Were you almost tempted? Fuck no. Okay. Not with the price, what they were. But I like those guys because I had one of my boys with me and... Like I said, they were enjoying it. Um, like, hey, check this out. And then if you do this and you can do that, they were a little bit like, uh, I don't know, the the guys, wherever. Just, they were enjoying it and they were really cool. And they were a great representative for that company. But then whoever gets the keys and drives around town, what a bunch of fucking dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> The next guy I see driving a Tesla where you're like, oh, okay, that's a good guy. That'll be the first. So I was just wondering if I'm the only guy. Oh, my gosh. All right, before we get to uh, how old are they and how much yep, are they I'm worth, ready. I want to mention uh, Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy. I was just telling someone right before you walked in how great Brian Curry is. Not only is he a great real estate agent, but he's also a guy that will look out for you. I've had real estate agents in the past that look out for them and thinking about their commission. What is the right situation for you, the right place to move to, exactly what the market's about to do? It's not exactly about Brian's commission. It's about making sure you're happy as a customer because he knows by word of mouth, you're going to bring in more people because you're happy with the job he's doing. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to real estate. We tell you all the time to call him just to ask a couple questions. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. There are so many great places to live in San Diego, and that's why it's a benefit to have somebody with Brian's experience on your side. But it's also the benefit of asking the questions you need to know. For example, I have a storage unit in La Mesa, and I've mentioned this before, but for whatever reason, my one kid can't get a grasp of it. He uh he likes looking at the ones that you fit a car in when you go to the storage unit. He's like, hey, Dad, how come people don't just put a bed in there and a mini fridge and just act like, oh, hey, I'm bringing books here and then just pull the door down and go to sleep? I'm like, God, you need Brian Curry, <laughs> even though you're 12. I'm like, there's no lighting, there's no plumbing, and there's no heating. You die in there one night, like sleep in the garage by yourself. (laughs) Now, it wouldn't be that dramatic, but there are little things that you probably don't know about. I'll give you a perfect example. When you're getting ready to buy a house, I guarantee you Brian Curry will ask, when's the last time the main line was cleaned? And you go, why would anybody ask that? I'll tell you exactly why. Because I moved into my place in November of 08, The person that I bought the house with didn't ask. And February of 09, we had a major flood. And we had to have drywall replaced and carpet replaced and floors redone and dryers done. While concerned about mold and the impact on kids that were 15 months old because the main line broke. 
all those kind of things that we never think of, they're front and center with Brian, and that's why you want him on your side. We always mention so many incredibly beautiful neighborhoods in this community, North County, South County, East County, and all points in between. Make sure you find the right one that's going to be the perfect home for you and your family. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about that great brand new pool you should have in your brand new home. TaylorMade Pools, they can make the perfect pool for you. Alan Taylor owns TaylorMade Pools, does a great job. Again, it's all about your backyard, inviting people over and saying, you know what, we can save a lot of money with entertainment by entertaining ourselves right here in our own backyard, having great parties. Alan Taylor's your guy for TaylorMade Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. little chilly today, but it has been warm the last couple of days, and it's supposed to be sunny this week. And it's one of those things, I don't know which day it will be, but get ready because as everybody goes back to work and gets acclimated again to driving at night, with it still being dark for a couple of months, man, the traffic is going to be insane. And then you incorporate in everybody coming back from being out of town. The traffic is going to be insane. And why mess with any of that? Why not just have a pool put in your backyard? Alan can design the pool of your dreams. as guys will come in and build it. And then while you're hanging out, living the good life, doing chicken fights with Aloha <laughs> Taylor against Dagmar, uh, you can look up and see the traffic and see Joe Eager tell you everything's backed up. And guess what happens? All four of you just laugh a good laugh. Ah, because Alan Taylor kept you out of it. That all the grotto, the waterfalls, the slides, the 3D technology is absolutely incredible. See it for yourself and then go take a look on our site, DaveAndJeffShow.com. On the sponsor page, it'll take you right to any of our guys, whether it's Brian Curry, Al Taylor, Dan Williams, Kyle Fluger, any of them. Take a look for yourself and see what your backyard can look like. Believe me, you're going to love it. And finally, don't forget about, I shouldn't say finally because we'll talk about one other guy, but I want to mention Dan Williams as the year uh, in approach as many people will make a New Year's resolution to get out of debt. Some will commit to making a home purchase happen. Dan Williams can help you with both of these and make them a reality. As a Dave and Jeff listener, right now you can get a complete credit report run and also a debt, only, debt elimination strategy for free. All you have to do is give Dan a call. This is normally a $195 expense. Again, Dan will do it for free up until January 15th at no charge. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I have a question for Dan, and I'll ask it here. And I haven't done this, so I haven't done it, so I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. But I wonder if any of us have thought about when you have your car payment due, when you have your uh, insurance due, or even if you're paying down other bills, I have two credit cards. I have a Chase card that gets me miles with United, and I have a Capital One card that has much lower interest um, and gets me reward money back. Yeah. So whatever, you get... I don't know. Every time I go to pay that bill, there's five or ten bucks, and I use it to, um, I use it to, you know, pay down your bill. What I'm wondering is, could I use my Chase card to pay my car payment, to pay my insurance, to pay down 
the basic bills that I have, right? Groceries, gas, all of those type of things. And then let's say I use that from 1st to the 15th, right? Yeah. So I get credit for all of that to get miles. But then because my Capital One card has a lower interest, could I use the Capital One card to pay off the Chase bill? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm back to zero with Chase. So I would think that maintains my credit. Everything's paid. And then because the interest is a lot more manageable on the Capital One, just use the check from the 15th and your check from the 1st to pay off your Capital One card. You're almost double dipping. Yeah. I don't know, though. I swear I haven't done this. I was thinking about it the other day. But I go, I wonder. You got to be. It, it, uh, it's a little dangerous to me. Kind of feels like a slippery slope. I don't know. If it's anything, but I'm like, oh, I wonder if you could do that, where that way you would get the United miles and you would still get the rewards cash. Dude, you're asking know. the wrong guy. You got to call Dan Williams. Dan will hear this yeah. and say, hey. Dipshit. Don't do that because it goes against <laughs> <laughs> some rule. And I like just paying things off. I was saying uh, my son today, I got him a controller. For PlayStation, yeah, he wanted to buy it. He had sixty bucks, and I go, "Look, I'm not being a dick, but the sixty. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I got it for you." I go, "Great!" And I go, "All I'm telling you is, I'm taking that sixty and paying off my credit card." And I said, "When I was fifteen, I was taught fast pay makes fast friends, and I hate owing money, and I just I don't like it, and so I like paying my bills down, but I don't know." I, I don't know that I would do it because I'd get too confused and overpay one. But I was just thinking today, I was like, God, what if I use the Chase card to pay my auto insurance, make my car payment, right? Use yep. that for gas. And then on the 15th, pay off that with my Capital One card. Then take my check on the 15th and my check on the 1st. To, I mean, wouldn't even need all of that. Pay off Capital One. Now I'm getting the miles and I'm getting, I'm like, am I able to do that? <laughs> I don't know that I am. It may be completely illegal. So that's why you want to follow me or fire, follow Dan on Twitter. Iron man, uh, Dan W, right? Fuck. Just man. follow me and I'll retweet what Dan says or give Dan a call. Don't everybody call him and go, Hey, what was the answer to Jeff's question? He'll be like, good, good. don't do it. Yeah. Iron man, Dan W. 100%. All right, follow him on Twitter, Iron Man Dan W, because I'll be fascinated to hear what he says. But debt consolidation, getting out of debt, um, is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And maintaining your credit score and doing all that, it's just fantastic. So help Dan get your credit in line, buy the house with Brian Curry, have Al Taylor build your pool. And all of a sudden, your life's going to change for the better. Absolutely. And then when you finally get your shit together and you want to start a brand new business and you want to start a brand new website, you give Kyle Fluger a call. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. I have a friend, Laura, who lives in Texas. And every now and then, she checks in. She checked in today. She goes, hey, I was just seeing how you're doing. I go, God, I'm so glad you checked in. I'm thinking about launching a new website. She goes, oh, yeah, what's the website? I said, milfswithtanlines.com. She goes, what the fuck is your problem? I laughed and I laughed. I like that one. Like that one? That's another I good like one. I like that one, too. Yeah. I laughed. I go, you just, you don't get it. 
I got to tell you another thing. With your shitty attitude, there goes your fucking discount code, lady. You're out. You're paying the nineteen ninety five a month. She goes, what's the site again? I go, fuck. I guess I got nothing to do but just repeat myself all fucking day. I said, milfswithtanlines.com. She goes, why do I even call you? Did you see your friend Lisa Ann talking about holiday movies? No, what'd she do? She said, well, as the holidays are approaching, don't forget to tune in to watch Tits a Wonderful Life. Ah! (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. God damn. We missed our calling. Yeah. We missed our calling. Those guys who write those titles. Ah, shit. They're goddamn genius. I know why I just flashed back. Did you ever see that movie Night Shift with Michael Keaton? Yes, of course. Remember when he comes in, when Henry Winkler comes into work and he's all dejected and beat up? He's working the overnight shift at the morgue and the guy ahead of him that's getting off work, turns off the TV, and he goes, Barney Rubble, what an actor. (laughs) All right, so uh, don't forget, Babes on Probation and uh, MilfsWithTanLines.com. I like that. I like that one, too. That's awesome. I got shot down in Texas, but I like that one. All right, thanks. I thought you had one last week. Wasn't like girls that say yes.com? Oh, yeah, girls that can't say no.com. That's right. right. (laughs) Girls that can't say no.com. All right. I like that one too. I'll, maybe I'll pitch that to her next time she calls. Because that, uh, I won't even finish that thought. I'll get an egg thrown at my house. Oh my gosh. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's go. All right. We got uh, how old are they and how much they're worth? I got four of them today oh, for December 29th. All okay? right. We're going to start off with Matthew Barry, the fantasy football guy. Matthew Barry, 53. 50. Hmm. Uh, Matthew Barry is worth $4 million. $10 million. No shit. Yeah. Oh, because he wrote that book in those websites. Yeah, $10 million. Good dude. $10 million bucks for him. All right, here's a guy that's from San Diego, which I had no idea. Okay. Ted Danson. Really? Yep. Ted Danson. Shit, man. I mean, when you think about it, Cheers was on in like 82. Yeah, it was. So I'm going to say Ted Danson, 72. Exactly right. 72. 72. And Ted Danson made some movies. Pretty big guy, right? Been Not as much as I thought, I'll tell you that. Married to Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. Underrated. I'm going to say Ted Danson's worth $14 million. Oh, really? I thought you were going to go higher than that. No, it's a more than that, a lot more than that. What's he at? 60. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, remember when he donated that wing of the hospital and just oh, put anonymous? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he was so great on that show. He was so disgusted by Larry all the time. Oh, my God. Curb comes back next month. No way. It's coming back in January, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Shit, I don't have HBO. I haven't had HBO for a while, but The Outsider, they made a movie of the Stephen King book, and then the Saban thing. Yeah. And then, oh, if Curb's coming back, I'm going to have to get it. What day does it start? I believe it starts first week of January. No shit. Okay. I'll have to get it. All right. Two more for you. Here we go. Jude Law. Jude Law. 47? Exactly right. I'm pretty good tonight. Yes, you are. Money-wise, goddamn, if Ted Danson's were 60, 
I'm going to say he's worth 64. 45. God damn. 45 million for Jude Law. All right. Okay, here's one of my favorites. Who It's funny because I became a huge fan about three years ago. Wasn't a fan before because I yeah. guess I just never saw. But, uh, Katy Perry? No, but it was as I say, you're going to roll your eyes at me. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yeah. And well, she, 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 yeah, she died in, yeah, she is. She died in 2017. 2017. But today she would have been, uh, 83? Exactly right. Fuck, I'm killing yeah, the ages today. you got three today. of the four. That's great. How much would she have been worth? Mm, dude, she... When she died, I started watching Mary Tyler Moore shows. Yeah, like I know. Crazy. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was weird. I started taping them because they re-ran on Thursday nights. Uh, $57 million. Close. $60 million. Her and Ted Danson. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore, underrated hot, too. Yeah, underrated hot. She was always sick, though. I didn't realize that. I had to look her up. She was always fighting something, and that's why she aged kind of crazy fast. Even on that show, she aged fast. Yeah. But she looked good. I, the beginning of the show where everyone always, the famous throwing the hat deal, remember? Yep. There's that bitch in the background that just stares her down. It drives me crazy. That yeah. old lady in, in Minnesota. Get fucking walking. But she was at a twins game and they brought her back. Crowd went ape shit. And then she throws her twins hat in there. It was, it was cool. Nice. What are you going to do? Uh, there you go. Dave, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the TV right now. And our old buddy Dave Smith, photojournalist at NBC7, who has been there. God damn. How long is Dave? I think that was his one and only job. That's crazy. Dave Smith came out of college. Look at these guys with their mustaches. And got a job at NBC Yep. as a sports photographer, traveled the world. Incredibly great guy. Yes, he is. And going to retire in 2020. Just an incredibly nice guy. God damn. He's another one turning to dust. <laughs> He's not. Uh, Todd Strain, our boy. Uh, Todd Strain's a really, really good dude. Yeah, yes. If you hear this, Todd, give our best to Dave. That's a f- fuck. Dave Smith and Laz, all those guys, man. The guys that, the NBC guys that came through there, Whitney Southwick, cool as shit. I'm trying to think of other guys. That Jim Stone. Stoney was awesome. Togerson's a fucking good dude. What do you mean no? You I didn't asshole. say a word. Well, you give me a look like you're saying no, and I don't like it. Didn't say a word about Togerson. Well, you better fucking change it, buddy. Not tonight. <laughs> Not tonight. All right, I'll give you a call tomorrow. <laughs> uh, who else do we know over there? I don't know. They've changed a lot. They've changed a lot of those guys over there, yeah. But uh, Todd's great dude. Yep. Laz was always great, but Dave Smith, man, just, yeah. Super good guy. Photojournalist Jeff LaValle from Channel 10 retired last year. Just the guys that you would see, behind-the-scenes guys that knew, really knew the good shit and uh, and were just always fun to run into on the road. So congratulations. LaValle may have been another one, Dave, that just came out of college, yeah. which is crazy for us because we worked a thousand different places. Yeah. Speaking of that, Don Imus dropped dead. Look, I, and all these guys kissing his ass. I hated Don Imus. I hated well, his show, and I hated the fact he cost you and I a job in 20, 2007. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go on social media with it. I almost did. But yeah, in 2007, um, 10 days out from getting married. Yeah. Um, you're, you're really wa- excited. Your, wife, your wife's pregnant with twins. Yeah, at Free FM. Really, really excited about what we were building at Free FM. 
And a guy who's supposed to be iconic and a legend refers to the Rutgers basketball team as a bunch of nappy-headed hoes. Yeah. And they can't believe it. Sorry, man. I just, I'm a stern guy. When's he back? He'll be back a week. When's yeah, he'll be back after the new year. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Like, well, thanks, fucker. <laughs> the guy, it wasn't just Jeff and I. It was everybody basically did a radio for CBS talk. Yeah, we all, all got, got blown, blown out. out across the country because of this dumb fuck. Yeah, got us all blown out for that comment. Yeah. So, yeah, mortgage, everything going on right at that point. Ten days out from getting married. Imagine getting fired for something you had nothing to deal with. And then seeing everybody, oh, what a treasure. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And I do, uh, saying that, he did incredible stuff for sick kids at that ranch. I don't know about that either. No, I did. Oh, it looked like free labor to me. Oh, you! I swear to God. Deidre. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but you know the the one thing that i will say about imus yeah when he was um before before he got us all fired i used to love like i used to love watching his was like the first radio show that i can think of that was on tv and i loved watching that did he really yeah i thought he looked like he half-assed everything but I just, I loved the whole... I mean, Costa's like goal was to be like that. And Costa surpassed it. Like, just do the show and act like you're half-assing it. Mike Costa? 100%. But Mike's not on TV. No, but the way he does the radio show. Oh, yeah. Like, no effort to fucking no learn anything effort. about any sport None. outside of the NFL. None. Ha! <laughs> ha! <laughs> you're right. Over-the-top laugh. Yeah, really unnecessary. Um, no, I did. I liked watching. I'm, I'm trying to think of other radio shows that have been on TV where it kind of worked. Yeah, I, that, I can't think of anything that comes out. I'm a, as I said, I'm a big Stern fan. Stern hated Imus. I didn't like Imus. It just happened to be weird that we end up losing a job because of Imus. Yeah. Like Stern on TV, like the E show, I never felt like that was a radio show. The yeah. I'm a show, I felt like it was radio. Dan, uh, Dan Patrick feels like it's a TV show that yeah. they simulcast on radio. CBS does a few of those guys, but again, that all feels like the whole deal. Mike and Mike, none of those guys, the herd, they all feel like TV shows that are simulcast on radio. That I'm a show was the one that I felt like was a radio show that, that they took you in. And you could watch everything, right? Yeah. When are we coming back? Uh, we will be back here Thursday night. Okay. January 1st. No, wait. January 1st is Wednesday. Okay. January Maybe 2nd. Wednesday night. Uh, what's it? Whatever you want to do. What football games are Wednesday night? Al- um, Alabama plays Michigan in the morning. Okay, but what do we yeah, have? There's nothing major. I mean, yeah. you got the Rose Bowl, you got that, but there's nothing major. I'll, we'll the, either the, be here Wednesday or Thursday because yeah. uh, my kids have the day off, but they, yeah, but I have to, I have to go back to work on Thursday. So yeah, let's we'll pencil in for Wednesday night. We'll be here for New Year's, and if not, then we'll do it Thursday. Okay, good. Deal. All right, see All right. everybody then. See Happy ya. New Year. Absolutely.
inside.